0: okay hello and welcome to thinking religion i'm thomas
1: whitley i'm sam harrelson
0: so you want to talk about pants
1: thomas hypothetically if i was going to have an office job what kind of pants what kind of suit what kind of suits should i wear like i've had I've had friends today that, that told me to wear this and wear this. Some of them were like button down collars, you know, with yeah, the ties. No, yeah,
0: okay, yeah. I can't, you do. Oh, you can't do that. that, that right? I
1: can't, you can't abide. That's a
0: that's – a, <laughs> exactly. You cannot abide that because like a button down collar on a dress shirt is for like, um, like polo players, right? Right. It's so that your collar doesn't flap around. You don't have that problem sitting at a desk all day. So yes, I I am I'm with you. I am completely against button down collars on dress shirts. Now I have some good friends who that's all they buy because <clears throat> they love them. Um, no. So okay, so this is a good question because I have I have this trouble. I mean, I, I guess our listeners know I started a new job. I don't know when was it, a month or so ago. Yeah, a little bit longer. Recently, yeah, two months. Um, and so my dress code's a little bit different now that I'm not a graduate student anymore. It's, not, it's actually not—it's not that different. I mean, if you if you know me or kind of follow me on Twitter or Instagram, you see how I dress. I, I would imagine normally, and and I like to dress nicely. Um, but my previous wardrobe—I didn't really realize this—but I wore jeans a lot, uh, and I like my jeans. I've been. Um, basically exclusively only wear Levi's now. They've got a um a 541 in athletic cut which I really <laughs> like and it's got a good you know taper at the ankle but it's yeah, bigger okay. in the thighs which yeah. works You're for there me. with
1: the
0: 501s. How well, what do you No, want no, no. I, so here's the thing is I like my stuff fitted but I don't want it to be like super skinny. Okay? But the problem is that we've had now we're moving away from it, but we've had this trend for so long that it's been skinny and slim and I've been glad to see that. The problem is, like, skinny is obviously out of my league because I don't have those legs that are, you know, like, I don't know, toothpicks or something. Um, we, we have generous booties. But slim, even, is a cut that sometimes will work because it's a little bit bigger than skinny. The problem there is is always in the thigh. That's where I have the problems. I mean, I was, I was a runner. I mean, I still run, but I was like – I ran in school too. So – I just have that 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 stays around, and all of the other leg, you know, accoutrement that you get with that. Because I also get it in my with some chinos that I have that I really like that are that are slim cut, um, that fit well. I have a problem at my calves too, because my I guess my calves are larger than they think somebody wearing my size, like with my size waist should have. And so I sit down, you know, your pants pull up a little bit, and then when I stand up, my pants don't drop back down, like. You're used to happening, right? If they're larger, because they're like stuck on my calf, so I've got to like pull it down. Yeah. Anyway, so so I think about this a lot, and and now with my wardrobe, I can't really wear jeans, and in the office, um, so I'm wearing more slacks and stuff. But it's also not a like a suit office, you know. So it's more kind of slacks and and button ups, or sometimes polos even. Um, and so I, I'm not really wearing my suits that I have. They're just kind of you know staying in the closet. Um, and I'm not really wearing any of the blazers that I have. One because I live in Tallahassee and it's the summer and it was like ninety five degrees today. Same thing with you, right? You live in Columbia like I mean you don't really want to wear a jacket every day.
1: Um yeah, you don't want to,
0: right? Right. Right. Sometimes you sometimes you have to, or sometimes you just you know, the style gods are calling for it. Um they you know, the, the sweater gods call to me quite often and I have about two and <laughs> don't, a half weeks. Don't. You
1: should never ever year. wear sweaters.
0: And <laughs> I love so I love love sweaters then yes, i told I you
1: thomas there's, there's a place for you at iowa central state community college
0: right exactly uh no I, I man i i love love sweaters i if i could that would make me happy to live in a place where i could wear sw- sweaters you know half of the year at least i mean really in, in <laughs> tallahassee yeah i could do it in saskatchewan um in tallahassee you get about three weeks really maybe four where you can legitimately wear sweaters and then there's a couple of weeks on either side of that where you wake up in the morning, and you're like, "Oh, I can put a sweater on today." And then by ten thirty, you're pouring sweat. Um, so the company that I I like to buy a lot of my clothes from is Banana Republic. So they're not you know super high end um, by any means. Um, they're not you know, but they're also not. Um, I don't know. Old Navy or, or H and M or something like that. Though H and M is a little deceptive, right? Because they get you in the door with like, oh, we have pants for thirty seven cents, um, but those are like crap. And then they also have some decent stuff. They have, they have, I actually have a couple of blazers from H and M that I really like, uh, but they were you know seventy dollar blazers or something. <clears throat> so they're top of the line stuff. But it's you know nice. It's it's a good cut. It's a cut that I like better. So I buy a lot of my stuff from Banana because. It fits me well. Their shirts, in particular, for, for me, are perfect. Oh yeah. Uh, so you know, I I know the fit that I like, and I, I know my size there. I don't ever have to think about it. I buy that, and it always fits exactly how I expected to. And that that's really what I like. Um, I have I have good success with their kind of wool. Their like high end wool suit pants, uh, but their chinos, which I really like. Um, I can almost never find something I like because their skinny is obviously too skinny, their slim is still often too tight in the thigh, and then they have a cut that's like a straight and uh, it just feels like you're wearing your dad's pants, basically. <laughs> you know, like they're way too big and they're just kinda <laughs> right, right. like slouchy
1: and but it's I so just, funny because ban- like banana is always the place that I go to for chinos. And and I have a I have a nice posterior, I think. Yeah. And but it- so, I mean, we don't have to like
0: throw out numbers or anything, but I think part of my issue is that my waist is relatively small compared to, you know, my butt right. and my thighs right. because of the running and stuff. And so that that puts me in this kind of odd position. Yeah. And then, I'm, I mean, I'm not huge, I'm not really tall, I'm six foot, but, you know, I, I wear a little bit longer than I think a lot of guys wear too. Uh, and so that, you know, puts me in this odd kind of in-between place i
1: think yeah so uh, we're like 36 32 38 32 34 like depending on the on <laughs> right. on the humidity right yeah it <laughs> seems exactly. like yeah and and banana republic always seems to be the place where it kind of fits better if yeah. that makes sense
0: yeah it makes sense so i'm i'm a i'm a 30 32 you you're 30 yeah no I, I, it's crazy you have a 30 waist <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, no. I have shorts,
0: no lie, from when I was in high school that are a 29 waist. What? A pair of khaki shorts. I mean, they're a little snug, but I can still the, You understand.
1: know, th- there was a whole uh, Seinfeld episode about this, right? And, and, no, I didn't watch the that. It a 32 where he, like, scraped off. Yeah. Wait, you, you, were, you were a 30
0: waist? Yeah, but the thing is that sometimes I have to go up to, like, a 32 because even though it shouldn't, they're – the way they're cut, there's a little bit more room in the legs and in the, and I guess it makes sense, in the butt and the 32s. And so sometimes I have to go up to a 32 and sometimes it's cut a little small so it works. And sometimes I go up to a 32 and just get it taken in in the waist.
1: Jeez. That, that's that's insane. But this is,
0: but so this is a struggle. And I, and I think a lot of this, one of the things I'm glad like Levi's, just, you know, maybe two years ago now started this, this new, um, this new style, the the 541s, the athletic cut. Um, and so, like, I have, you know, a couple pairs of those and wore those quite a bit uh, because they, they fit how I want pants to fit. And they're, you know, designed with, for guys with, you know, a little bit bigger uh, thighs and
1: stuff. Um, <laughs> thighs and stuff. But I mean, that, that's always been the thing for me. So I wear 501s. And on the 501s, I can wear like a 34, 36, and it's fine you know and, and actually yeah. like 36s are like I'm wearing those right now and they're a little you know a little roomy but if I put in like dress pants it, you know it goes up to like 37 38 right you know but but the levi's always run a little not smaller but you know like they they have that stretch thing to them
0: that that's that's true is that that your your denim does have some stretch to it that like most like chinos or wool suit pants don't
1: Sorry, I was uh, <laughs> okay. adjusting my pants. No, <laughs> I was, I was but, trying to get my so, baby to so be this quiet. Is,
0: So this has bothered me for a really long time, right? So we're, we know, okay, women's sizing, you vanity sizing, and it's just all over the place, and it's just a crapshoot generally trying to find your size in, in women's clothing. Uh, because like what is what is a six? That doesn't make any sense, or an eight or a twelve. Like it's just random numbers, okay? And they're, you know, hardly ever uniform from brand to brand, right? It's their proprietary sizing, I guess. But with men's clothing, when they're at least ostensibly ostensibly using a standard measurement, right? Inches, that's what that is. The the waist and the inseam, you know, 30 inches in the waist, 32 inches inseam ostensibly it should always be the same but i often will try on a pair of you know pants that are 30s in the waist that i cannot button yeah and then i'll try on another pair of 30s that i'm like this is a little roomy maybe i you know is this really what i should get am i going to be happy with this
1: and that drives me crazy yeah i mean i have pairs of you know 36 size that i can you know pull pull yeah. off my butt right. and so, i'm like wait what, what's going on you know and then 38s that that are snug so I,
0: I, what i'd like i'd like to get some feedback from from some of our listeners maybe if they have these same issues or they've they figured out the problems you know a solution for them uh who do you go to particularly if you're you know if you're like us and you have been endowed you know well endowed thighs um what what pants do you like it particularly and i would ask in particular because i like my clothes very fitted not you know skinny like skin tight like that but very fitted um and so i want to know like who you found particularly if you're not all just always getting your stuff tailored right and i you know i understand that yes you should generally always get your stuff tailored but you know with chinos and stuff i don't want to have to get chinos tailored and you know i don't really mind getting suit pants tailored but other than that um so I want to know, like, if you found anybody. I, I talked to some people recently about J. Crew pants. They may have some that are that are good for guys with larger thighs, um, but we don't have a J. Crew
1: here uh, in Tallahassee. So, but but J. Crew, is made by Banana Republic, right? Like J. Crew. Are Gap. They?
0: Yeah. No, 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 no. It's um, I think that family is Banana Gap, Old Navy, Athleta. I
1: don't think J. is no. part. of oh, are yeah. right. You're right. You're right.
0: Um, so. Yeah, and I also am a stickler for it. I need to go in a store and I need to try it on and I'll take a very long time picking out clothes. You can ask my wife. Really? <laughs> she, she hates going shopping with me, That's- which is why I, like, <laughs> it's why I like like banana dress shirts because I know I know what size I want. I see a shirt I want. I can just order it online. I'm comfortable with it. But I've, I've never – almost never found a pair of pants at any brand that I feel that way
1: about so, so when I'm, you when you go into a store do you like pull off a bunch of like pants and take them to the 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 dress thing in the back like the the room the dressing room yes dressing room and and you try them on
0: I try them on and you, you're like, that guy oh oh absolutely well like i don't i can't imagine buying stuff and not trying it on if you' oh, know, and, and then you even, should imagine <laughs> and then even like sometimes I try it on and then I get home and I'm like no, they're sitting right.
1: I gotta no, take it back. Oh, you take it back. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Oh, no. After, after you've put it on and it's, you know.
0: Well, other people put it on in the store. It's the same as trying it on in the store. Yeah. Other people do that too. But, but I always you, wash them.
1: You, like you pull off the, I, the back of the, you know, thing off the back of the rack, right? No.
0: No, I pull the size because generally they don't have my
1: size. Oh, that's right, you, you so I just have to if they size. Have my size. Right. I just have to grab it. Yeah. So so okay. When you we're we're not going to talk sizes. You have a weird ass size. <laughs> yeah, and that's I guess hard. so. Yeah. Wow, I, I didn't realize that. I didn't realize you had a, a weird size. Um, okay, so so it, there's that. I have I have very broad shoulders. Yeah, and when I when I wear a shirt. Like that's I mean, I wear a shirt every day clearly. So <laughs> you wear a shirt every when, day? When I, wear a shirt. <laughs> when I put on a shirt. Um when I when I get to buy a new shirt. Like I'm I'm gonna go buy some new shirts tomorrow. And that's always the big thing for me is like, okay, my neck is this size, but my shoulders are like here and I feel like I'm uh, Andre the Giant sometimes. Yeah, is that a common thing. thing with guys?
0: I I think it is. I mean, I don't have that. I do not have particularly broad shoulders, so I don't have that problem. Um, but again, I like my clothes fitted. You know, so my my shirts are no different there. Um,
1: but yeah, so so like like right now uh, today I wore a suit, and right now wow, my my sleeves are rolled up because I love this shirt and I wear this shirt all the time, and it's a. Uh, ralph lauren or something shirt but I, I have to uh roll the, the sleeves up so that it's not like tugging you know
0: oh yeah i see so your sleeves are too short then
1: right 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 and I, i've never found like a good mix between the 17 and a half neck and the 34 whatever you know like it, it never actually works out <laughs> so if i try to stretch my arms out you know, so you were like a 17 and a half, 34, 33? Yeah, something like or, I mean 34, 35? Yeah, like, like 17, 17 and a half, and then, yeah, like 30, 34,
0: 35, yeah. Huh. And it's,
1: Yeah, because, because it's I know size. you have broad
0: shoulders. I didn't think your arms were that long.
1: My arms are so long. Well, I have a long <laughs> torso. I mean, and, and then... You have the longest arm. I have the longest arms. <laughs> I mean, many people are saying I have the longest I, arms. I have the hugest hands. <laughs> that's, yeah.
0: So that's that's in it. Yeah, that's a that's um that's a weird issue. That's not a, a a problem that I have.
1: Um But yeah, so so when I go buy new shirts People are like, oh, just go buy a new white shirt. I'm like, you don't understand. like no, this it's is a, a whole that's why I feel about pants.
0: Exactly. <laughs> it's like yeah. a huge ordeal. Like, I can't just go buy pants.
1: Right. I can just go buy, like, a dress shirt. Like, a dress shirt for me it's like a major ordeal because I have to try this shit on and, like, you know, okay, well, okay, let me let me try. Th- no, I, I, I can't know. just like, bite can off the rack. You
0: spread your arms and how is it if you reach
1: above your head? Yeah, this is what I do because you right. have to know, right? Right. Right. Anyway, yeah. so it, it's kind of like that with bags. Like, look, I mean, with, with you know, um, I'm looking at my, uh, my, my everyday carry and I'm trying to figure out okay, so if I buy a new MacBook, do I get the Mod Laptop 2, which I'm looking at right now? And it's for the 13 inch, it's $450. Not bad. I could carry no. that.
0: No, really not, considering what the, like, Tablet version is and the mod laptop's a lot bigger. So, <laughs> I, know, I, know. I mean, I don't know what well, was think, my yeah my and, oh, and the tablet yeah, and I got the mini like the mod tablet 2 mini for the mini iPad iPad and mini it's like three
1: forty like, something, isn't it? I think it's like it three hundred
0: 300 maybe. But then yeah. for the full size iPad, it's like three fifty or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: so so four. four fifty is so no, not bad. Not bad. So I'm looking at that, and I'm like, well, okay, I could get that, and I could, you know put this thing over my shoulder and what what size do i get do i do i get the 13 inch do i get the 15 inch like how even though you know i might get a 13 inch laptop do i do i want to get the 15 inch just to make room for it right you know
0: yeah but so then too if you're thinking like oh maybe i'm gonna drop 450 500 on something then it's like do you want to go with the mod laptop or do you want to go with something that's going to give you more space to carry more stuff or do you want right. to force yourself to carry less stuff, right? right. And that's the question. Right. So like the Satchel and Page four way briefcase that I have, I, I think it's selling right now for like 500 bucks. I got it for a little bit cheaper than that in like a you know, an early deal thing, but yeah, 450 500 bucks for that, you can get a lot more in it. Um, but it's it's different, right? I mean because it's I I like the bag, but it's, it's you know it's solid, so it's a little. The bag itself is a little heavy. Um, it's then when you load it down, then it's even heavier, and that's something you wouldn't have with the mod laptop two or something like that.
1: All right. So, so in your dream world, if you could pick between the two, say you had an iPad and all the accoutrements and a MacBook, would you get the Satchel Page bag or would you get the mod laptop two from This Is Ground? We'll, we'll have links in the show notes for both. You should click on those and give us money because
0: yeah, <laughs> that would because because we want to buy leather goods as you know. <laughs> right, it's, yeah. That's true. We like buying leather goods, and, if and actually, we don't. get don't, that. Yeah. Anyway, but you should just look at them, right? Um. So that's that's. I mean, that's a good question. I I really like the mod laptop too, but my thought with that, for me, I don't think it would be enough. So I carry my mod tablet with my iPad in it and you know a bunch of other all my other stuff and it's
1: like my everyday carry
0: that goes in my satchel and page briefcase
1: i was gonna say so that that goes in your side okay so my thing is i have this um folio like this hold on did you ever did you ever watch the west wing
0: no i never watched all the popular
1: shows god thomas all right uh i still talk about like like leather Uh, Do you know what, like, a a leather portfolio looks like, you know, where you have the – it's it's kind of like a binder type thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like just flips open or zips open or something like that. Yeah, right, right. So it flips open. So I've I've got one of these from college, and I use it all the time. And (laughs) we we're we're binge watching uh, West Wing, and everyone has these. And I love it, and I, I dug mine out, so I've been using that. So that doesn't fit into the, um, you know, the the mod laptop too, right? You know, so it's like, well, you know, should, should I buy like a briefcase that can, you know, I can put that into, and then put the laptop and maybe the iPad into.
0: Right. So what I do, I mean, so the re- the other reason I think I would kind of, I mean, I'm carrying the Satchel on the Page briefcase every day now, but um, like my laptop goes in there, my mod goes in there, which has my iPad, it has, you know, notebook, it has pens, it has headphones and, you know, charging cords and, you know, a little everyday carry goes in there, right? So I have room to add other stuff that if I if I had like the little... You know, thing. I'd still have to like, you know, if I had the mod laptop, I'd have to. Even if I had my iPad and laptop and stuff in it, I'd still need to carry my water bottle in my hand and my keys in my hand and then, you know, have my phone, you know, all that stuff. So,
1: is this I, the uh, four way briefcase? Yeah, it's the four way briefcase. Yeah.
0: Um. So I don't know. I mean, I think I, the thing you, the thing though, is that you have. There's not much organization inside of it. But that works okay because I have my mod. I have the tech top kit uh, from This Is Ground as well. Um, so kind of making my own organization in, which I actually like better, I think. Because then I can pull my mod out and it's – I take that to a lot of meetings. I take my laptop to some meetings, but I take my mod to most of my meetings because it has my iPad in it has, you know, notebook, that kind of stuff. Um, so, yeah, I don't – I mean that that's tough – you know, there's, there's another question, too, about how often you're going to actually have to carry it. And if you have to carry it a lot, then maybe something a little bit more lightweight that forces you to carry less stuff is better. Um, if you're kind of carrying it in and out every day and that's it, that's not as big of a deal.
1: Yeah. So, so the one I'm looking at now on Satchel and Page is the four-way briefcase presale. For three seventy five?
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, and that's that's a fantastic price. That might have been what I got it for, uh, or what my wife got it for. That's what was my graduation gift when I finished my PhD. Um I basically said, here's what I want. And then I don't know if I saw it for three seventy five or might have been three fifty, might have been four hundred, really good deal. And I was like, Hey, it's really cheap. You need to get it now. And so <laughs> she did. Um but yeah, I mean three seventy five is cheaper than the mod laptop, right? So
1: Yeah, it um, is. It is.
0: They've also got the the Diplomat, which is pretty nice. It didn't really work for me, but they've got... And I think I just saw that Satchel on the Pages coming out with a slimmer version of the four-way briefcase. Oh, really? But then it's like, okay, slimmer would be nice. be a little bit lighter, a little bit slimmer, but you could get less in it. And so it's like if I pick the briefcase over something like the Mod Laptop to put more stuff in it, do I really want to go with the slim briefcase?
1: Hmm. Huh, decisions, decisions.
0: I know, <laughs> but yeah. So, um, so I, w- I started to tell you before the show, but I was walking uh, the other day, actually leaving uh, church, and a friend of mine was like, "Is that a mod? <laughs> or uh, is that a mod from This Is Ground?" And I was like, "Yes." <gasps> really? <laughs> Someone knew what it was. And I was like. Yeah, so I was talking about it. It's mean, really good friend of mine, and um, she was like, "I've been looking at those. I've been thinking about getting one." I was like, "Yeah, it's awesome." You know, I was like, "I can send you a link, and you can get you know, ten bucks off if you buy something." She was like, "Actually, I'm pretty sure you're the one who told me about it." <laughs> so, like now, she's like seriously considering getting one. Oh my and gosh, was looking at mine and and loves it. I mean, because it is. The mod laptop is one of the best pieces I think I bought. I know you went with it for a little while, then decided not to. But okay,
1: so so I I had this, and you know who I sold it to? Who? I I can't tell you the name, but she is a writer for uh, House of Cards on Netflix, and I've I've been in touch with her, and she's very excited about the mod. And I've been trying to work or deal anyway. So yes, so mm-hmm. someone who bought <laughs> my old mod is uh, yeah. That's awesome. Smart people or are- Yeah, exactly. Like I think I'm going
0: to try. I think I'm going to try a new insert soon. Um, I think I'm going to try the executive insert, which is what you had. But anyway, so so it was really funny because normally, right? And you had this when you carried your mod, and I got it a lot. No, not as much lately. But like, is that a Bible case? Because <laughs> it's like. Just a leather, you know, zip-up thing, and it looks—if you grew up in the South, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. It looks like a Bible case where you would put your Bible in it, and <laughs> I'm always like, "Nope, not a Bible case. Not not a Bible, but, right. but close." So I was like super, super excited when she was like, "Is that a mod from This Is Ground?" I was like, "Yes," but every every time somebody sees it, they you know, they they love it. I mean, I've never had anybody look at it and say, "Eh," <laughs> you know. I mean, I, I had people. I had people. I have people in stores when I'm shopping stop me and say, "Ooh, what is that? Can I look at that?" And you know, that's that's nice. Um, which you know, part of the reason why I think they should change up their affiliate program some. Right. <laughs> There's right. some some kinks to work out there, but I mean, they're like if they would send me. You know, twenty-five, fifty cards at a time with like my affiliate link on it that I could just hand out. Uh, I would, I would get rid of those, and I can hand out twenty-five cards in a month. Or, or,
1: or if, if you know, this ground were to send us, you know, like some stuff that we could review on the show or a social page, or to send us product, we we would not be adverse to doing content marketing. Because we, we basically well, do that we every, do it anyway, and we don't get any money for it <laughs> we make no money off of it, <laughs> but every professor every every person who's involved in academics in in the United States should or across the world should own one of these two products am i right I,
0: think so. I mean there there's some of my there's some of my favorite products i mean the other day, a guy walked by my office he's the director of a different office um in the same building as me and uh, we worked together a lot, but he walked by and he saw my briefcase leaning up against the wall in the office. And he was like, he walked by and stopped and came back and he was like, "Ooh, I like that bag. Who makes it?" And it was like Satchel and Page. He was like, like I it, "It's do not a bag. bag, baby. It's
1: not a right. bag." <laughs> I was like, "If you ever want to talk leather goods, <laughs> let me know." <laughs> by the way, I, I gave my daughter. I'm, I'm going to confess, I had a, I had a black riff from This Is Ground. I gave it That's to good. my nine year old daughter. My you gave it away. I gave it. I gave it to her. So this is one of the things that,
0: that if you don't know, you, sh- you should know about Sam is uh, he he goes through stuff a lot, right? And he's like, oh, I'm going to try this out. And, you know, liked it, didn't like, whatever. And he try other stuff out, which is great because we always talk about, you know, you don't need to get kind of set in your ways, you know, being open to changing, w- whether it's what you carry your stuff in, whether it's your workflow with Evernote and how you're changing that or whatever. Um, but it also means that if you are kind of in Sam's in-group, you get a lot of those hand-me-downs. <laughs> I so it's like three things game, I'm right?
1: meaning to send you right now, actually.
0: Yeah. So like if you're his daughter or if you happen to do a show with them, <laughs> they like randomly stuff just shows up. Like, oh, here, here you go. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and my, my daughter was like, really? You're, you're going to give me this? So, yeah, I, I gave her a, a This is Ground Riff, which is like, a, what, two forty. Or something on? Yeah, I think so. I mean, those those are a, a little expensive for for their size. But she is going to rock it, and she's going she's oh, going yeah. into into third grade. <laughs> she, needs, <laughs> right. she needs it. This is ground to yeah, it needs, <laughs> needs needs it. good leather guts for third grade. <laughs> but but she's really excited, and uh, she she loves filled notes, and uh she she steals them so out of my slumber. desk. <laughs> so every time I turn around. And I look at my desk, and I'm like, get out of my desk, because she's pulling field notes <laughs> notebooks out of my desk. Hey! Um, yeah, so... She she has my uh, my black riff. So I'm kind of sad about that, but I'm okay with that, because I, you know, that, that was an experimental piece, and I bought that because they came out with that, and it was a color that I was not going to buy. And Mariana just handed me what, what is this? I, don't know. Open it. I, I just I, I just got a hand in an an envelope from Donald J Trump. Oh yes, did did you get this as well? <laughs> no, 26- I didn't put myself on the Trump mailing list. <laughs> did, did you sign me up for this, Thomas? Twenty sixteen uh, presidential election show. year affiliation confirmation. <laughs> 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 well, let's see what's in here. Oh, this is great! Live TV. Uh. We have a tracking number, and it says, uh, 2016 presidential election year Republican affiliation confirmation card, Trump Make America Gradient Committee, party affiliation Republican, and it it gives me (laughs) these, (laughs) oh my god, it's like, uh, do you moderately, strongly, or uncertainly agree with these things? Stop believing. Stop illegal immigration. Repeal and replace <laughs> Obamacare. End unfair trade practices. There's no option for don't agree. No, defeat ISIS or stop that. government. Right, it's, it's the myth of choice. Yeah, overturn Iran nuclear deal. And uh, what else? We don't get stickers. I want stickers, dear friend. Thank you for signing up, signing me out for this, Thomas. I appreciate this, dear friend. It's time to come together to make America great again, and you know what step number one is. Let's beat crooked Hillary all in caps anyway, it goes on from there and and then there's Donald trump's uh sharpie confirmation. You know, signature at the bottom. Does it look like a sharpie? Really? Oh yeah, it does. I'll show you a picture. God,
0: yes, he would be the guy
1: that signs <laughs> his name with a sharpie. No, you you saw that. Like he always signs his name with a sharpie. He always says that. Somehow I missed that. I missed that. You missed that. How... Yeah, no, he that's his thing. Like he signs his name with a sharpie. Like on any oh, any awesome. uh, contract or whatever. Like he always signs his name with a sharpie. So it's like uh, please please include your 2016 presidential election Republican. <laughs> Uh, your support contribution of $35, $50, $100, $250, $500, 1000 or 5000 Thank you. <laughs> what's
0: the What's the limit for a presidential campaign that individuals can contribute? I thought it is was,
1: it $5,000? No. Wasn't it 1250 or something? It's not... It's,
0: oh, it, but it, is that Trump's campaign or is that... <laughs> it's got to be from Trump's campaign, yeah. Um... I don't remember what the limit is. I didn't know it's no, this looked- is
1: from his pack. This is from, from the super pack. So you actually you could give. Yeah, this yeah, is from the uh, Trump Make America Great Again campaign committee pack.
0: Ah, okay, okay. Because
1: I've given money to Republicans in the past, John McCain. So there you go. <laughs> wow, interesting. I like Mitt Romney. So, Mitt Romney was. Have you watched? Have you ever seen that uh, that documentary on Netflix, Mitt Romney? No, uh, no, it's good. You should watch it. it. It it'll it'll make you think. What if?
0: I'll uh, I'll add that to my list. But I'll confess <laughs> it will be at the bottom of my <laughs> list. You should watch it. It's 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 really good. See the thing is, like, I don't like need stuff to watch when I'm up coding at two a.m. like you. No, so, I know, I know. My, my TV watching time is, is fairly
1: condensed, um, so... No, but this, this is worth, worth like, putting up at the top and just saying, like, what if it could happen? Well, it still could. I mean, it's not like...
0: I mean, I don't think it will, but, you know, it's not like his, his time is out, up, you know? I mean... Though I don't think it will, because I think when Trump loses, they're going to say it's because we didn't elect a true conservative, and they're not going to go back to someone fairly sensible like Mitt Romney. And yeah. so they're just going to keep lurching to the right and continue the their you know slow
1: fade into irrelevance. I think. Okay, so so Mitt Romney was a, a Mormon. And Donald Trump it's,
0: is. I, I think Mitt Romney still is.
1: Oh well, yeah, I mean he is. <laughs> in 2012, he was a Mormon, uh, and and that caused you know some some consternation. But in in 2016, we don't, you know, uh, Donald Trump says he's a Presbyterian. Um, that's yeah, an article, and, and we are embarrassed of him. Well, yeah, you Presbyterians, yeah, right. Yeah. You should know your stuff because people. I like, do
0: know my stuff.
1: Uh huh. <laughs> In the Boston Globe uh article here that we're going to link to in the show notes there's a there's a piece that says fewer and fewer Americans are voting with religion in mind, which I think is fascinating because when you look back to someone like uh j f k you know it was such a big deal that he was Catholic right. You know, or, or Joe Lieberman was Jewish, or John Mitt Kerry. Romney. Was. It was a
0: big deal four years ago that Mitt Romney was Mormon. It was a big deal. It was
1: a big deal, and, in, and evangel-
0: uh, in a lot of evangelical circles.
1: Yeah, and and that Obama was was Muslim, right? You know, so the fact that you know Donald Trump is quote Presbyterian, you know, whether or not he is, like that's a big deal at, at this point. And Boston Globe kind of goes into this and talks about how. People are voting with religion in mind, maybe, maybe not, and and what that means, and it, it's really fascinating to, to ponder.
0: Yeah, so I mean, we're toward the end of the show now, so we can't go into this, you know, and and great to tell, but I think yeah. So the you know, the Globe piece talks a little bit about the rise of the nuns and things like that, um, and SBNRs, but yes, we're seeing that. I also think that there's some interesting things happening with. With classification here and like now that we have this classification people that probably were that way beforehand now have something to identify themselves as and and, you know that's often what happens right we are kind of creating these people when we create the classifications So, so there's that that's going on but there's also I think what people are realizing now that they should have known for a long time is that religious voters in particular evangelicals because that's I mean, honestly, right? That's what people think about when they think about religion and politics They're thinking about the religious right and they're thinking about evangelicals that, yes, some small portion of them are very much single issue voters. They care if you've been born again, right, or if you have a personal relationship with Jesus. Um or maybe there maybe that's their issue, or maybe their issue is abortion, right? There are there are a small number of people that are you know very much single issue voters, but the vast majority of people who identify as evangelical or as Christ- conservative Christian or as Christian vote just like the rest of the country does, right? In, in very complicated and probably not very logical ways, and they have things that that. Um, influence them or impact them on this issue and some things that impact them on that issue. And when they're going in, they're not thinking about, okay, who do I know has prayed the sinner's prayer and I'm going to vote for that person. And and so I, I think that one of the good things, one of the interesting things to come out of the Trump campaign and his just complete lack of religiosity is that now people are beginning to see because he still has, Significant support from evangelicals, right, and more so than Mitt Romney had, are beginning to see that. Oh, what do you know? Evangelicals don't just vote their religion. Well, duh. I mean, we've known this for a long time. But so I, I think it's it's caused a, a positive thing in that regard as far as the reporting is concerned. I I would like for that to spread. I don't think it will, so that we could push against ideas of voting blocks in general, right? Well, trying, you know, Hillary Clinton's trying to win the woman vote by talking about being a grandmother. Okay, I mean that's no. I mean, like, there's a reason you talk about white suburban Republican women, and you know, because there are a lot of women that don't vote on these so-called women's issues, right? And of course, a lot of women have pushed back against that as rather sexist, and I would agree with them. But I, I think this whole idea of kind of voting blocks um, l- leads—I don't know—it it creates a lot of just really poorly analyzed. Uh, journalistic pieces, and I think it creates some bad campaign strategies as well.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So I would like to see some of that change, and, and you know, we're, as we're seeing it with the evangelicals, I'd like to see that change in other arenas. But I don't expect that we will. You don't think so? I don't think so because I, you know, I would also like to think that, okay. So, and you and I talked about this a couple of weeks ago on the show, right? The shift that we're noticing where let's say if you watch the RNC and you watch the DNC, the RNC feel, you know, felt very much not religious. I mean, yeah, there were a number of people to talk about Jesus, but it was more like a kind of, I'm going to throw it in your face because you say, I can't say Jesus, even though everybody else is like, nah, dude, no, we never said that. Like you're cool. Do your thing. Um, and then you get to the DNC, and it and it felt very religious. I mean, I mean, and not just with people using, you know, talking points or throwing out key words or something like that, but in in the thematics of it. Um, and so, but I think we're also seeing the shift, and, and we're actually seeing this borne out in the Pew survey, right? That that just came out where people, you know, they're talking about what people are hearing, kind of what kind of politics are hearing from the pulpit, and. I mean, there are really small percentages of clergy that are talking about specific candidates from the pulpit, which is how I think it should be. I'm a firm believer in the separation of church and state, and I think that, well, yes, I, I actually think that we we should take away religious organizations' tax exempt status. Um, and so, I guess on on that, but see, the thing is, we don't. You know, I was going to say on that, I agree with some Republicans that are pushing against like the Johnson Amendment um, because that, they want to be able. But that's to, never going to happen. Candidates, but they don't want to lose their tax exempt status. No, it's not going to happen. Right. I, I think, yeah. So anyway, but but we're seeing the shift, right? And so it's really small numbers, but actually more clergy in this Pew um, survey that came out are speaking favorably about Hillary Clinton than are about Donald Trump, and not really surprising to you and I, I don't think, but probably surprising to a lot of people when the narrative for them is that religion in the public sphere equals like conservative evangelical Christianity. And so we're seeing we're seeing this shift. And we see the Republicans nominate a candidate who does not have to be right. Clearly Republicans have the ability to nominate a candidate who is not openly I mean, he is openly a Christian, but he's not this kind of evangelical and wears his faith on his sleeve like a lot of the previous candidates have been and like seemed to have been or the narrative was you had to be to be nominated as a Republican. And so I would like to see in a similar vein to the kind of voting block issue, I would like to see that continue, that in much the same way one's religion has been fairly irrelevant for Democrat. Uh, Democratic presidential nominees uh, for a number of cycles. Now, I would like to see that happen on the Republican side as well. I really just do not care what your religious beliefs are. If that how that impacts your actions and what you may or may not do in leadership, I do think is important. But if you want to say that you're born again, if you want to say that you're Episcopalian, if you want to whatever, I don't care. I think that's completely irrelevant to how you May or may not perform the job, so I would like to see that continue in the Republican Party. Uh, but I don't think the will. I think the next cycle, like I said, we're gonna. The Republican Party is going to shift back and say, "Well, we didn't nominate a true, you know, good religious conservative and and you know, fiscal conservative, and that was our problem." Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, so, I guess hash and rant
1: there. <laughs> do Do you think there's going to to be, as we wrap up here, do you, do you think there's going to be uh, that, that conversation in, in 2020? I mean – Which conversation? We didn't nominate someone who really represented us
0: or, I think it's going to start on November 9th.
1: Yeah, or, or wait, wait, wait. Um, there is no Republican Party now and we have to figure out what's going on.
0: Well, by 2020, that might be the case. But I think November ninth, twenty sixteen, in in election day, November eighth this year, um, whatever it is, the day after the election, I think that that it's going to be we didn't nominate a true conservative. Um, that right, I mean, and that's what Ted Cruz is counting on, right? That's why he said, "Vote your conscience at the RNC," and he's counting on being the last one standing, the last Republican standing that has any sort of integrity left because he didn't just jump on the Trump train like everybody else. Uh, and he, so he thinks that he'll be the person that everyone flocks to, that he'll be able to be their savior. Um, I don't think so. I think a, a lot of people do not like Ted Cruz. <laughs> I mean, Republicans, Democrats, every a lot of people do not like Ted Cruz. Um, but <sighs> Yeah, I mean I, I think that I think that's going to be the conversation. I, I think, yes, a larger trend-wise, thinking four years down the road or two years down the road when the next presidential campaign kicks into gear, I think there are going to be serious questions about the future of the Republican Party. Yeah. I mean they had their autopsy um, after 2012 and basically said here are all the things we're doing wrong and they just said – Nah, we're just gonna keep doing what we're doing and actually we're just gonna keep going further away from that. And and I I don't know. I mean I think the narrative's already being set up that way now.
1: Yeah. Hmm.
0: Viable parties. I wish we had five viable parties five legitimately viable parties at the national level uh i would like to see us have something like a parliamentary system where you are forced to compromise with other people i don't think that would be a bad thing uh but it, if nothing else and i don't think we're going to get there um we need two actual viable parties and i just do not think we have that right now um
1: and no yeah, we don't
0: i would i would. I mean, I don't know. I don't think all Republicans are horrible. I don't think all Republican politicians are horrible. I don't think all Democrats <laughs> are great, right? But, I mean, the party has serious issues. And, I mean, these are, these are existential issues, I, I seriously believe, for the Republican Party in this cycle. And I think a lot of Republicans think, well, okay, we'll lose with Trump and that will be okay. And we'll just go back to where we were. But you can't do that. I mean, you, you can't put the cat back in the bag.
1: Yeah. When it, it's only going to uh, get worse as far as ramifications, you know, if, if you keep on saying like, well, we don't really stand behind this, but this is, you know, our candidate and we're just, we're just going to sit here and uh, see how things turn right.
0: out. I'm going to vote for him, but I don't endorse him. Right. Right? Right? They're trying to walk that line or like now it's coming out that, I mean, like Ryan's previous and all these people are super pissed at Donald Trump because he had that like 24 hours of waffling on whether he was going to say that he, when he said he didn't, you know, wasn't ready to endorse Paul Ryan. And then like 24 hours later, he said he was Uh, like, they're super pissed because he waffled a little bit on Paul Ryan, but they're, they're just like, uh oh, well, yeah, you know, that's Donald when he's like insanely racist and, uh, you know, possibly suggesting that maybe Hillary Clinton and or federal judges that she appoints should be assassinated. Like, uh, oh, well, that's not really what he meant, right? And it's, it's like so – and, and I, I think, again, that's another existential problem for the party, right, when it looks like – I mean we know all politicians uh, basically – they're thinking about staying in power, right? Because they really think they have, they can make some – they can affect some positive change and, and they – but the way our system is now, election cycles get so much longer. They're, they're constantly thinking about that and they're making those calculations. Nothing wrong with that. That's the game. You play the game. I don't have a problem with the game. The problem comes when most of – when the rest of America realizes that you're playing that game and that you're playing it this way, right, where you don't get upset. I mean, you'd say that your candidate has uttered something that is textbook racism, but you still endorse him. But let him maybe for a couple minutes say he's not going to endorse you and then you're all mad and you're talking about pulling funding from his campaign. Come on. I mean, that's yeah, I, I, I don't I just don't think that flies with most of the country. Because that right there is the picture of what most people think of our politicians right now. I actually tend to think much higher of politicians than I think a lot of Americans do. But that you're just playing into the, you know, whatever 8% approval rating that Congress has. You're playing into the picture of this kind of typical, um, you know, politician
1: who only cares about getting elected
0: and staying in power and nothing else.
1: Right, right. And just that idea of, Playing into the in, into the game, as you said, and I mean, this whole thing is it's so. I mean, to me, it's it's like it's a game, you know. It's like one-upmanship. It's like, okay, well, it said something crazy yesterday, but I'm going to say something even crazier today to obfuscate what I said yesterday.
0: Right, Obama is the founder of ISIS. Right, right. That's the latest thing, and Hugh Hewitt even tried to give him an out, right? Yeah, I know what you're saying. He created a vacuum, and all. no, he is the founder of ISIS. I mean, that's what Donald Trump said. Like, and I mean, he said it. He said it
1: yesterday. He said it 15 times today. Yeah, and, and there's there's no way to get around that. You know, there's there's no way to try to take that and and make that into something that's pretty and 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 doesn't intone some kind of jingoistic crazy terrible thing you know yeah and i I don't know what to do with that
0: so anyway our conversation about pants and bags was much more enjoyable
1: probably (laughs) well you know it's it's like yeah 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 i mean it's i mean this election
0: cycle is different on so many levels, but the religion aspect is really, really different this time around than we're used to seeing. I mean, we're seeing roles f- reverse, we're seeing all kinds of things. I mean, right, Hillary Clinton will drop this down in there. She wrote an op-ed in a uh, an LDS, a uh, you know, Church of Latter Day Saints, uh, you know, Mormon, but we're not supposed to like use that word, I think, but in uh, yeah, an LDS. Yeah. Publication. She wrote an op-ed, basically saying, "Hey, like I hear you, LDS, and we you know see eye to eye on religious liberty, right? You've been victims of this before in our country, and this is why you should vote for me. I mean, right? Utah is in play, and Hillary Clinton is making an active push for Utah Mormons. I mean, this is,
1: I mean, twenty sixteen, man, it's it's crazy. It is, it is, and and I mean that's. That's good. I mean, it's it, it's fantastic that people are so invested in, in the process. But at the same time, you know, it, it's it, it, it's troubling that people are invested because they want to prove somebody else wrong, or or, or you know, I'm I'm better than you, you know, they, that kind of thing. Right. So. Anyway, so (laughs)
0: yeah. On that note, uh, I do want to hear. Let's get let's get your feedback on something like a mod laptop two versus a full size (laughs) briefcase.
1: Forget the Trump stuff, but exactly, yeah, yeah.
0: you know, (laughs) just watching (laughs) the world burn. But we're gonna have some good leather goods, by God,
1: right? But no, but but seriously, I mean, this is a a big thing, and it it has to do with our countries. I mean, uh, the United States. uh, I can't even talk anymore. The United States has always been a country that is a country of religion. So what do we do with this? You know, like, is this going going to continue to be a country that is not defined, but a country that acknowledges the place of religion? Or are we going to Take that easier route and kind of put that surface level stuff on it. I don't know. To me, it, to me, it's really troubling. I mean, it, it's it's really a, a strange situation. Well, uh, that's why you should stay tuned, right? <laughs> Listen to what we yeah. say
0: next week. I don't know. There you go. I don't have a good, I don't have a good segue for that. But I mean, uh, yeah, it's 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 interesting. <laughs> it's right. interesting that's, a, that's yeah. our that's our keyword um hashtag I don't know I mean that's you and I have an idea about the trend that we think we're gonna see over the next five to ten years and I guess we'll see if that pans out um yeah,
1: yeah. buy uh buy by potable water make sure you <laughs> right. have tablets that can deal with uh bacteria in the water and make sure you have enough uh, mre's for your family and and you should be good to go, and that's all you need.
0: <laughs> all right, final note. I'll <laughs> leave you on this, a friend of mine moved into uh, a house. They bought a new house recently. The house is not new; it's built in like the 1920s. Fantastic, beautiful house. Um, it, and is is it huge? It's not a huge, huge. No, I mean it's it's bigger than my apartment, but it's not it's not like massive. I mean, another fantastic. friend of mine bought another house built in like the 20s or 30s. That is huge. Um, but this. This friend, they buy this house, and there's all kinds of stuff left there, um, just crazy stuff. Some of them were like two lawn mowers. I mean, all kinds of just random stuff that was left by the previous owners. But one of the things that we found, we were helping them clean out stuff, was I don't know. It was like essentially a five gallon bucket that was sealed, and it was an emergency preparedness kit, and it had MREs in it, and it had all this <laughs> stuff. See, I was like. This is awesome. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would not have eaten it. I guess if the zombie apocalypse came, maybe I would try it out. You know, put some boiling water and see what it does. But yeah, it was, it was great. Yeah, so it might last for years. It. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I guess at that point, you're just trying to stay alive. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's not like it's, um, it's going to be up there with Chick Fil A or anything.
1: Well, you know, we can't have Chick Fil A every day, Thomas. I know all that. Um,
0: on that note, yeah. Let's know about leather goods and about pants. We want to know about pants.
1: So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think this might be our was, best show
0: ever. <laughs> yeah, or maybe the exact opposite of that. No, exactly.
1: Yeah. This is good.
0: Okay, this is what you pay the big bucks for, right? To, to, I mean, you got insight into the two of us the, during this show that, I mean, very, very few people get. So you are one of the select few. I mean, the. Yeah, the thousands of viewers like few. But anyway, as always, um, you can get some of this stuff. We don't talk about pants enough on Twitter, but maybe we'll start. Um, yeah. You can get all this content and more. Uh, if you follow us on Twitter, you can follow me at Thomas Whitley. You can follow Sam at Sam Harrelson. And you can always find more good podcasts at thinking.fm.